this morning. If you will, turn back in your Bibles to the book of James. We're still continuing on in that great book and looking at what it teaches us. And uh, James, who was uh, the brother of Jesus, the leader of the Jerusalem church, um, wanted to teach his people and encourage them and uh, tell them about um, Jesus Christ. Uh, his, his people, the Jewish people in particular, the Jewish converts is who he addresses here. But well, this is for all believers, for all time and all places. And uh, uh, James' concern for the church was um, great. And um, Jesus um, also is speaking through him to us today. So these are, you know, uh, Jesus' um, words and influence in James's heart and mind as he speaks. Well, let's read those verses together. James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with, stricter, with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at ships also, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of uh, beast and bird, uh, reptile of the sea, um, every reptile and sea creature, I'm sorry, my eyes are watering from allergies and traveling this week. Let me just fix that there. Verse 7, For every kind of beast and bird, um, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed, and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who have made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursings. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, go forth, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. The word of, of our mouths, uh, our tongue, our speech can have a great impact um, on, on people. Um, our, our thoughts and, and our speech is, is, is expressive of our intentions and, and, and will. And, and that can cause great effect in the world. I remember when uh, President George H.W. Bush, um, Reagan's vice president, and, and, the, and the, I, I, I never can remember the numbers. <laughs> but I'm talking about H.W. Bush, Her, Her, Herbert Walker Bush, um, once said, um, in, in a speech, how much he hated broccoli as a kid, and that uh, 
he was always mad at his mother trying to uh, uh, make him eat his broccoli and how much he hated broccoli. Well, in that, that, that speech caused the California um, growers, where 90% of, of broccoli is grown in the United States, at least at that time it was about 90%, um, they, they threatened to send him truckloads of broccoli to, to the White House. Um, he um, ended up having a, um, a, 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 a steak dinner for Polish leaders at the time. And uh, they, they came and the press noted, you don't, you're not serving broccoli to, to, in, to these guys in your state dinner. You must hate broccoli, really hate it. And so much so that, that uh, people um, began buying a lot of broccoli, uh, sort of in protest, and, uh, and, and broccoli um, stocks, um, or sales, excuse me, broccoli sales rose 10% uh, during that time. He managed to make a lot of people angry with just a, a one simple word, uh, or one simple line in, in a speech about how much he hated broccoli. You know, um, the great speeches uh, given in history um, either inspire people to do good or they work them up to violence. And presidents have a great influence with what they say. And, uh, you know, there's something else, um, you know, besides broccoli. I mean, I like broccoli okay. But something else I hate the taste of is shoe leather. I don't know if you've ever had shoe leather before, but I taste it every time I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> because I've said something to, uh, that I didn't want to say or mean to say or, or uh, said something rude to somebody and wish I could take it back. Um, our tongues um, can, can cause great um, inspiration and elevation or they, they can cause uh, great evil and even violence. And that, that's what Jesus wants us to know, I believe, here. That, that part of Christian living that, that James is... Um, is expressing here all through all through his his letter here is that we need to be able to control our tongues and what we say and if we can control our tongues we, we are able to control our whole self the tongue um, is corrupt and can cause much evil in the world um, the old adage that says um, sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me um, you know, that might be the attitude of, of people who um, say that words may not cause me physical harm or may not, you know, cause me to uh, uh, get into trouble or anything like that um, uh, with other people. But I can tell you that, that a word from, from the, the right or wrong person can, can be offensive and can hurt someone emotionally and, and, and even damage them. Um, we have to be so careful in our speech. Um, when presidents speak, you know, too, and they make speeches, we know that the stock markets um, uh, are affected by it. Stocks have either soared or sank because of, of, of the words of, of, of a great leader. Um, you've also heard the, the whole thing that, um, you know, if, if you ever served in the military, I th you know, uh, loose lips sink ships. You go talking about operations to someone without thinking about it, uh, you know, you, you might just uh, tip them off and, uh, and, and cause uh, great destruction. Um, our speech communicates our thoughts and intentions, as I said. Whenever we, we, whenever we say something, um, what we're intending to do is, is someone either needs to act on what I say or someone, um, you're, you're conveying your inner life to someone, uh, you're, you're conveying your thoughts. 
um, speech is very, very important, whether it's you know, coming straight from our mouths or whether it's even in written form, you know, uh, speech exists. Uh, I, I, you know, um, social media today, I don't know if you use social media much. Um, a lot of the younger people do, and, and, and I try to keep up with it because I'm interested in what young people are saying or what people in society are saying. Um, not so much that I want to respond or a whole lot or, uh, or get involved in those conversations, but, but you wouldn't believe some of the vitriol that goes on just for expressing a, an, an opinion. And it doesn't even have to be political. It, it could even be, oh, oh I, I didn't like that particular TV show, and, or I, I didn't like that particular movie. And all of a sudden, you know, you're painted as a, a racist, bigot, homophobe, you know, whatever. <laughs> just because you had an opinion on a movie that, that, that you liked or didn't like. And, and if other people, we're in this age where if you don't agree with me, I'm canceling you. And, and it's terrible. You can't even hold an opinion about even the simplest thing anymore. And, and things have become so politicized. I, I talked about this, and, and this all relates back to what James has said earlier in, in, in these passages. You know, you need to be slow to anger. We've talked about how, how we need to deal with our anger and give that over to God and let Him work that out in our hearts and lives. And, and, and not, to, not to respond to people in anger. Um, James talks about this. The Apostle Paul um, said, Be angry and do not sin. Um, you know, with our speech, you know, and, and, and with the way, the way that we talk and act towards people, we, we can show partiality. He talked about not showing partiality uh, to people, no, no matter what class or race uh, that, that they're coming from to us, or, or even gender. You know, we, we need to be careful not to show partiality. Um, you know, to show... Um, favoritism towards someone who might be uh, rich and powerful and then, then shun the poor who are in need. James is very keen on that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the tongue can, can do all sorts of things. It, 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 it's, it's a small representation of, our, of the corruption of our whole body. Jesus said in Matthew 25, Do you not see... I'm sorry, Matthew 5. Do you not see that whatever goes... No, I'm right, Matthew 25. Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. It's not what goes into our mouths that, that's the problem, Jesus says. And he's addressing this situation where the Pharisees said, you know, you didn't wash your hands before you ate, therefore you're eating unclean food according to the ritual laws. And Jesus said, it's, it's, it's not the food that, you know, that God has made that's unclean, it's what comes out of our heart that makes us unclean. And it's what comes out of our mouths. You know, it's, it's through our mouths that, that we communicate things like evil thoughts and hatred and, and vitriol and those kinds of things. And, and it's through our communication um, that, that can lead us into all sorts of, kind, uh, sorts of sins. We have to be so careful about it. And, you know, eventually our words show us exactly the kind of people we are. You might be able to lie and cover things up um, for a while and, 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 and hide things about yourself for a while through, through lying to people 
But eventually, um, you know, what we end up doing is, is creating a whole web of lies that we can't even keep up with anymore. We can't remember what we've told one person and, and then the next. And pretty soon, we, you know, we're, we're exposed. We're, we're exposed as liars because we, 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 kept, we, we wove this web of lies. Our speech and our communication shows our corruption within. And James says it here. The person who can control his tongue is a perfect man able to control his whole self. A perfect man. Now you say first and foremost that being perfect is impossible. And I would say yes, if, if you're talking about perfection in such a way that you, you never make a mistake anymore and, and, and nothing you ever do is wrong anymore. No, no man can be a perfect person. But the fact is that a person who is able to control his own tongue is able to control his whole self. And that's my point. And, and, and as human beings, we, we cannot do these things. We cannot be perfect. Uh, it, it's impossible for us to be perfect. But with God, all things are possible, aren't they? With God, all things are possible. In other words, it's, it's not dependent on me, on my own, to try to control what I say and, and do. It's up to God controlling me and allowing, allowing Him to work in my life. To, to work out this corruption that is within me. To work out these evil thoughts and intentions. And, and to transform me. Um, um, throughout my whole self so that what comes out of my mouth is, is very controlled and, and especially very loving because that's what the image of God in us is it's, it's the image of holy love and, and Christ himself was holy love and he, he was the example for us of holy love and, and having perfect speech did Jesus spout the truth sometimes? oh yes he did did, did Jesus rebuke the Pharisees oh yes he did but I would tell you that he was operating from a place of love for these Pharisees who were themselves mistaken and deceived about God's word and his correction was just like a parent trying to correct that child we were talking about this yesterday and it just came to my mind um, Aaron was talking about um, um, make, making sure that we speak the truth in love. and love and a lot of times when, when we fuss at our kids or, or we, we um, you know, try to correct them, it, 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 it's to help them and to save them. You know, you, you yell at your kid, don't run into the street. You're trying to save their lives. Same thing with, with, with God's truth. God, God speaks to us through His Word. And he speaks to us through His Holy Spirit. And, and His speech is to correct us and to save us from, from running off in, 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 into all sorts of danger. And it's the same thing here. God is, is, is there to help us to, to control us. Jesus' um, concern for us um, was out of His love for us to keep us from going in the wrong direction. And, and so Jesus here is telling us th through uh, James's teaching that we need to be able to control what we say. In this country, I, I am glad that we have what's called the First Amendment where we are, are free to speak. And there's other amendments too that says that, that we are um, uh, allowed to um, 
protest the government um, and, and, or petition the government in, in, uh, about redresses. And so the, the, those things um, are, are important in our Constitution, and, and, and we're free to say what we want to in this country. Now, the only thing that, that we're not free to do, number one, is to um, yell fire in a crowded building, and, and then there not be a fire. Um, we, we, we can't go around causing riots and violence with our speech. But that happens. Um, but to me, freedom of speech is, is a right, and, and we are free to speak our minds, but should we always speak our minds? Should we always be quick to react with our tongues? Should we, should, should we say certain things and, and, and not worry whether or not people are offended by us? I believe James and Jesus himself, by, by um, the, the divine inspiration, are saying, no, we need to control what we say because the tongue can do a great deal of hurt. He says the tongue is like a small spark that can set a whole forest on fire. The tongue is like a, um, a wild animal that, that's full of venom that cannot be tamed. And he says, from our mouths pour forth um, speech. Um, they, they, they pour forth both blessing and cursings. And then James says, brothers, this ought not be so. It ought not to be. This is not God's will. Now how can James at the same time saying that it is impossible to tame our tongues and become a perfect person and, and then say that um, this ought not be so and tell us not to do it. The difference is being controlled by God in Christ through the Holy Spirit. We cannot control our speech, but if we give our hearts and lives fully over to the Spirit and ask Him, Lord, help me Help me today to hold my tongue. <laughs> help me not to say something that's going to hurt that person. Yes, I'm angry, Lord, with, with, with what they did to me, but help me, Lord, not to say the wrong thing. Help me, Lord, not, not to lash back at them. Lord, guide my speech. Help me, Lord. Help me to be a person who is consistent within myself and, and, and consistent in what I say. Lord, help remove this corruption of my heart so it doesn't spill over into what I say and what I do. Help me not to bless the Lord in worship and then curse someone during the week. That, that to me is a big thing. How, how can we come and, and, and praise the Lord in worship and, and be sincere about um, praising God for what He's done, thanking Him for what He's done in my life, praising Him because of His majesty and of His glory and of His holiness and, and praising Him for His salvation, praising Him for what He's done in Jesus Christ and then walk out the door and cuss somebody out. We can't do it on our own. We have to ask God to help us. Lord, remove the corruption in my heart. I trust in You and Your Holy Spirit. Empty me of all selfish and ang selfishness and anger. Help me to be restrained. One of the fruits of the Spirit that James will talk about here in chapter 5 later on. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, or I'm sorry, um, I'm thinking of Galatians chapter 5. Excuse me, Galatians chapter 5. Paul talks about this. 
one of the fruits is self-control. <laughs> and we need that. Now, um, later on in this, uh, in, in chapter 3, James talks about meekness. Meekness, self-control are the same thing. Some people think of meekness as weakness. That's not what meekness is. Meekness is simply about being able to control ourselves. And, 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 and what brings us meekness is wisdom from God, he says here. The wisdom that comes from God. The, the, the restraint that comes from God. When we ask God to help us, He fills us with His wisdom. And His wisdom helps us to know what to say and when. <laughs> His wisdom helps us to know um, what we should say. Well, what, what should be the content of our speech? There, there are plenty of times when I've had to, uh, as, as Board of Ministerial direct, uh, Relations uh, Director or, or, or Chairman, um, having to write a letter to a, a pastor who is, has become, um, uh, let's say, uh, rebellious. <laughs> and I've had to measure my speech so carefully to make sure that what I say is in love, even though I, I have to send a rebuke to that person or let them know that uh, they're in danger of, of charges from a superintendent because of their rebellious speech and, and rebellious heart and, and wickedness. But, you know, as, as, as a chairman, I want, to, um, I want my words to be expressive. I want, um, I want them to be um, uh, careful. I want them to show love. I want them to be redemptive because uh, no matter how far a person has strayed away, no matter how, how rebellious they are, no matter how much uh, vitriol comes out of their speech, um, Christ is the Redeemer and He is the Savior of mankind. God is, is, is a loving God. His Son, Jesus Christ, is the Redeemer. But as, as the Scriptures say, He will not allow the guilty to go unpunished. But there is salvation and redemption in Jesus Christ. So if a person happens to be wayward and, and rebellious and, and saying ugly things, and as James is saying here, making great boasts, I want to make sure that my response and my speech to them says, hey, there's a way out of this. Apologize. Repent. You know, give your life to the Lord. God loves you and we love you and we want you to be right. And there's, there's plenty of times when I've wanted to react in anger towards someone, but I've had to check myself and say, you know, that, is, that, is that truly loving and is that truly redemptive? And, and, and we have to do that. I'm not saying that I'm a perfect man, that this is only because of, of God. I, in fact, I've had to, I have to pray and say, Lord, show me what to say. Show me what I need to say. We need to, all, all of us as believers need to surrender our hearts and lives so much that, that, that even, we even want our speech to be the right thing to say and, and, and to not cause harm to people but, but to be loving and, and to be redemptive because Christ Himself is redemptive. A person who can, as He says here, control his tongue is, is like a horse with a bridle in his mouth. Not only, not, not only is, is, is the horse's mouth controlled, his whole body is being controlled by that bit. Or like the small rudder of, of a ship, even though the ship is, is great and it's easily tossed by the wind, if you've got that rudder set right, it'll direct the ship in the right direction. If we, if, if we have our tongues set right, 
then it, it'll affect the whole course of our life. And even though it says that, that a person who controls his tongue is, is perfect, is a perfect person, and we can't be perfect people, the point is, is that God can help us to be the people that we need to be. And, with, and, and even though it might be impossible for us on our own to try to control what we say and do, Christ can help us to do that because of His power, because of His, His mercy, His grace. His love can fill our hearts so much that it chases the, those corruptions and, and evil thoughts away and, and, and then check us when, when the anger comes up. And I'll be willing to say I, I, I still struggle with that. And I'm sure all of you are willing, willing to say that you struggle with it. But again, I have to constantly give myself over to God. It's, 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 it's not a one-time thing where I say, okay, God, control my speech, and then I'm able to go off for a whole week and, and not say anything rude or mean to anybody else or, or, or to think rude thoughts and, and mean thoughts and, and be angry. No, this has to say, every time, every time I want to say something in, 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 in lashing out to someone or, or, or to bite back to someone, I have to say, you know, Lord, help me. <laughs> Check me, Lord. What do, I need, what do I need to say, Lord? How do I need to say it? Sometimes we have to communicate truth to people. But we've got to be able to communicate the truth in love. If, uh, you know, not telling somebody the truth is very unloving. This whole debate of, over uh, love that's happening with, within the evangelical churches. Um, you know, if... You know, loving the homosexual means accepting them and welcoming them as members and, and, and even or letting them get married and ordaining them as, as clergy. That is not love because the truth of the gospel is, is that, um, you know, the homosexuality is, all, is like all sexual immorality. It's a sin. And if we're not communicating the truth in love to them, then all we're doing is setting them up for hell. That kind of, of love where we say, everything is okay, just come on in, is, is sending people to hell. It is. But love has to be, truth has to be communicated in love. And, and if we're not communicating the truth, then, then we're not loving them. And, and we want to see people right with God. We want to see people justified and loving. We want to see people forgiven of their sins and, and, and on their way into God's kingdom when it comes. And at the end of their lives, you know, they'll, they'll be preserved in heaven until that kingdom comes. But we've got to communicate the truth in love. Not out of anger. And then we have to ask ourselves, Lord, when should I communicate that truth? Because sometimes some people aren't ready. Sometimes people aren't going to accept it. In other words, it's not about us trying to control our speech on our own. We, we give those things to the Lord and ask, Lord, when and how should I communicate? What should I say to this person? Help me not to react in anger, but help me to react in love. And Lord, help me to speak your truth and your truth alone. Only when we're immersed in God and in His Word and in His Spirit, allowing Him to control us, can we really control our speech and thus control our course of life. So that's my word to you today, and that's the word that comes from Jesus Christ. We need to control what we say, but it's not just about us trying to control ourselves. 
It's allowing God, God's Spirit, with, with, which dwells in the believers, to control us, to, to empty us out of, of, of all those evil thoughts and, and corrupt things so that our speech can be loving and encouraging. And, and, and even when we need to give a harsh truth, that we can give that harsh truth in love. Let's stand.